Welcome to the Hot Round, a sports podcast serving up quick reads and hot takes with a particular focus on the NFL. I'm your host, John Peterson. Welcome to the Week 11 edition of the Hot Route. The Steelers stayed undefeated, the Chiefs offense tied a team record, and Justin Herbert set a rookie record, while the Saints and Seahawks defenses turned in strong performances. We'll cover all that and more in the 10 things you need to know from Week 11. Now the first number to know is one, as in one benching for Dolphins rookie quarterback Tua Tagovailoa in his young career on Sunday in a 20-13 loss to the Denver Broncos. When Tagovailoa was pulled in the fourth quarter, he was an uninspiring 11 of 20 for 83 yards with one touchdown and no interceptions, but no matter how you spin it, this was an odd move by Dolphins coach Brian Flores. First of all, it didn't work. Ryan Fitzpatrick went 12 of 18 for 117 yards with an interception and no touchdowns, and the Dolphins managed just three points with Fitzpatrick under center. It also seemed like a short-sighted move to bench and potentially shatter the confidence of your rookie quarterback, particularly when his numbers weren't awful. Brett Farr threw six interceptions against the Rams in a game and wasn't benched. The reality is, the Dolphins are in a rebuild despite their 6-4 record this year. Making the playoffs doesn't matter but finding their quarterback of the future does. This quick hook suggests either that Flores started Tagovailoa too soon to begin with, or that he's being too impatient with their potential franchise quarterback. Neither one bodes well for the Dolphins, Tagovailoa, or Flores for the rest of the season. Now the next number to note is three, and that'd be three-plus touchdowns in a game in five times already by rookie quarterback Justin Herbert. That's the most three-touchdown or more games by a quarterback in his rookie season in NFL history. Although the Chargers barely squeaked out a 34-28 win this week over the Lully Jets, Herbert was outstanding, throwing for 366 yards with three touchdowns and no interceptions. He's playing at a high level for a quarterback of any experience level, with 22 touchdowns and just six interceptions, let alone a rookie. And Herbert has also developed real chemistry with star wide receiver Keenan Allen, who now leads the NFL in receptions with 81, and who has caught a touchdown pass in each of his last four games. With Cincy rookie quarterback Joe Burrow done for the year after a devastating knee injury, Herbert is the runaway favorite to win Rookie of the Year, and I, for one, look forward to watching him duel with Patrick Mahomes for years to come in the AFC West. Now the next number to know is seven, as in seven quarterback hits, including three sacks for the Seahawks defense and a 28-21 win over the Arizona Cardinals. The Seahawks got two sacks from recent addition Carlos Dunlap, while LJ Collier generated consistent inside rush and forced a safety by drawing a holding penalty in the end zone. The improved play from the defense set the tone for the game, as Seattle was able to ask less of Russell Wilson, who threw just 28 passes for 197 yards. The Seahawks defense has an easy road ahead, too, with matchups against the Eagles, Giants, Jets, and Washington football team in the next four games, making them a solid streaming candidate for fantasy purposes. Russell Wilson alone can't win a Super Bowl, so this is a great opportunity for the Seahawks to find a defensive identity and take some pressure, literally and figuratively, off of Wilson, who has been sacked 33 times in 10 games. Now, speaking of great defenses, the next number to know is another defensive number, and that would be eight, as in eight sacks and 11 quarterback hits for the Saints in a 24-9 win over the Falcons. While the media focus was on quarterback slash tight end slash running back slash special teams ace Taysom Hill getting his first start, the unsung hero was the defense. Hill was solid rushing for two touchdowns, but the reality is that putting up 24 points in today's NFL, especially against a bottom-tier defense like Atlanta, is not enough points to win consistently unless you have a great defense. 
But thankfully, after some early struggles early in the year, the Saints have been an outstanding defense. They've given up only 25 points combined over their last three games, including a dominant 38-3 win over Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Much of this performance has been driven by an elite D-line rotation, and no one on that line has been better than defensive end Trey Hendrickson, who now has 9.5 sacks on the season, which is tied for the league lead. Our next number is 12, as in 12 catches and 111 yards receiving for Deontay Johnson in a 27-3 win over the Jaguars to keep the Steelers undefeated. Johnson now has 24 catches for 304 yards in his last three games, and while the Steelers certainly don't have a number one wide receiver that can compare with Antonio Brown in his prime, this might be the deepest core of receivers the Steelers have ever had, with Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Chase Claypool. In fact, depth just might be the defining characteristic of the entire Steelers team. There aren't many players on this team who would be in the conversation for best of their position, but there also aren't many weaknesses on this team, and the sheer number of talented players on the Steelers roster makes them much less susceptible to injury as we enter the home stretch of the NFL season. Now the next number to note is 17, as in 17 points scored in the fourth quarter and overtime by the Titans to beat the Ravens in overtime 30-24. to Derrick Henry ran for 133 yards in the game-winning touchdown, but the unsung hero was the Titans' defense that held the Ravens to just three points in the fourth quarter and overtime combined, while holding Lamar Jackson under 200 yards passing and only letting him average 3.9 yards per carry rushing. What makes this even more impressive is that the Titans were playing without arguably their biggest name defender in pass rusher Javian Clowney. The Titans have cemented themselves as the real deal. They likely aren't a true Super Bowl contender, but with Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and Mike Vrabel coaching up the team, the Titans are the best they've been since the Steve McNair days. Meanwhile, the Ravens are in a complete freefall. Two of their top three running backs have been placed on the COVID reserve list, and they're set to go on the road to face the undefeated Steelers on a short week in Thursday night football. Now, speaking of teams that are thriving, the next number to note is 36, and that would be the number of first downs for the Chiefs in a thrilling 35-31 come-from-behind win over the Raiders. This tied a franchise record for most first downs and further cemented just how unstoppable this offense is. Kansas City racked up 460 yards despite the fact that their longest play was just 22 yards. The Chiefs have to be a little concerned about how well the Raiders have fared against them this season, but much like the Steelers, this is an incredibly deep team that can beat you in a myriad of ways. Now the next number to know is 103 as in 103 rushing yards for Ezekiel Elliott on Sunday in a 31-28 win for the Cowboys against the admittedly underwhelming Vikings. Now, believe it or not, this was Elliott's first 100-yard game of the season. And while the Vikings' defense has been one of the worst in the league this year, it's still proof that the Cowboys' offense can have some fantasy value with a semi-competent quarterback under center. While Andy Dalton only threw for 203 yards, he did have three touchdown passes and just one interception. And in addition to Zeke having a nice day, Amari Cooper caught six balls for, for 81 yards, and CeeDee Lamb managed four catches and a touchdown. If Cooper Lamb or Dalton Schultz are available in your league, they could be well worth a speculative ad since the Cowboys have a decent schedule ahead, including games against Washington, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, and the New York Giants. Now the next number to know is 185 yards of total offense for the Lions in an embarrassing 20 to nothing loss to the Carolina Panthers. The Lions were playing without running back DeAndre Swift and wide receivers Danny Amendola and Kenny Galladay. 
But the Lions did suit up Matt Stafford, Marvin Jones, TJ Hawkinson, Karrion Johnson, and Adrian Peterson. And they were facing a Panthers defense that came into the game 22nd in yards allowed per game at 380 and 21st in points allowed per game at 27.2. Meanwhile, the Panthers themselves were without starting quarterback Teddy Bridgewater and star running back Christian McCaffrey. But with former XFL quarterback PJ Walker under center, the Panthers still managed 374 total yards and 20 points. Frankly, it's hard to point to anything other than coaching. Matt Patricia has shown he's out of his depth as a head coach, and the Lions will be well-served to move on from him as quickly as possible. Now, the last number to know this week is 365 yards passing for Cam Newton in a 20-27 loss for the Patriots against the Texans. While it's shaping up to be a lost year for the Patriots, Newton may be managing to salvage some of his value in this abysmal season. He's quietly gone four games in a row without throwing an interception, and while his season passing numbers are a brutal four touchdowns and seven interceptions, he's already added nine rushing touchdowns so far this year, which is already his third highest total in a season. The real question is, can Newton find another starting opportunity next year? Time is working against him in both the short term and long term as the Patriots may decide to turn the keys to the offense over to Jarrett Stidham to find out if he can be a long-term solution at quarterback or not, while in the offseason, teams may balk at bringing in a soon-to-be 32-year-old starting quarterback to compete for the starting job. Nonetheless, Newton has shown he can still play at a reasonably high level if there's talent around him, which hasn't been the case in New England, frankly, and you've got to hope he gets another chance to show what he can do, as he did this last week. And that's the 10 things you need to know from Week 11. I'm your host, John Peterson. Come back next week for the 10 things to know from Week 12.